This is the Wealth Ability for CPAs show. Better clients, better practice, better life. Here's Tom Wheelwright. Welcome to the Wealth Ability show for CPAs, where we're always discovering how to create better clients, a better practice, and a better life. Hi, this is Tom Wheelwright, your host and founder and CEO of the Wealth Ability CPA Network. Very excited today because there's there's something that every CPA does that we think we're doing great. And in fact, my guess is for most of us, it's actually backfiring. So today you're going to discover, we are going to discover how to make gift giving an actual meaningful part of client service. So it actually makes money instead of costs money. So I, I have to, I'm going to start off with this story before I introduce, we have a world renowned guest um, that's an expert in this area, but I want to tell the story. So recently, so it was the holidays recently and I get every year I get a gift from this law firm. We send them a huge amount of business and they send a nice gift and the gift they <laughs> sent every year, the gift comes with, and it's a really nice, you know, it's a blanket or this year it was a cross pen and it's got their logo all over it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm just going, I don't want your logo sitting in my pocket. I'm not going to do this. I mean, I mean, every time I give them away, you know, I'm not, I, I don't want to say anything to the, to the attorney because I don't want to offend him uh, at the same yeah. time. I'm just going, I mean, this is seriously, this is, the, the most anti-gift gift I ever get. <laughs> so, so, so today we have, we have on the phone John Rulin, who is uh, the author of Giftology, the art and science of using gifts to cut through the noise, increase referrals, and strengthen client retention. And this is a book actually that was referred to me by my friend Robert Kiyosaki. He actually gave me a copy of the book. And uh, as a result, result I, I hate putting my logo on anything now. So um, because I, I, I know that uh, uh, John, John gets, you can hear him laughing in the background. John, I know you get this. Uh, this is kind of a big deal to you. Uh, this is the, one of the first things I remember reading your book. But uh, yeah. John, welcome to the show. And, and if you would, just give us a little bit of your background. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Tom. Well, I'm sure a lot of people are probably thinking maybe I should skip this episode. Like who, who the heck cares about gifts? Because um, most people, when they think of gifts, they think of swag, tchotchkes, promotional items. And because uh, that's what most people do. That's what they give out, whether it's at Christmas or at the trade show or, hey, it's your anniversary. Um, but at the core, uh, every business, whether you're an accountant, a lawyer, a widget manufacturer, a professional sports team, everybody says their business rises and falls on relationships. I'm all about client relationship. I'm all about the culture and employee relationship. And yet, if we're honest with ourselves, most people suck at showing gratitude and appreciation for the most important relationships in our life. Like think about, um, you know, spouses. Like if you ask your spouse or on a scale of one to 10, how good are you at gift giving to your spouse? Most people are like, oh, they, they, and they suck at it. They're like, oh, I hate it. It's the worst. I got to do something for my wife or my husband for, you know, for Valentine's Day or Christmas or Hanukkah or anniversary. Like it's most people dread it. And if they dread it in their personal lives, they're probably even worse at it in business. And so at a core level, like I were like, oh, John, did you, you know, are you, were you born in New York or L.A. like with a silver spoon in your mouth? That's where you learned, you know, to be a good gift giver. I'm actually a farm boy from Ohio one of six kids. I was milking goats every morning before I went to school. Um, but I, I was going to go to med school and my life changed because I hated, I hated blue collar work. 
and one of my mentors, my early mentors was my girlfriend's dad. He was a rainmaker attorney and uh, he was always giving things away. Like he'd find deals on noodles. He'd buy a semi loaded noodles and everybody at church the next Sunday would end up with like, you know, 20 cases. And I'm like, Paul, that was 30 grand. Are you insane? And he's like, John, it's just who I am. It's just how, like how I operate. And so um, I interned with a company called Cutco, the knife company, and and pitched him the idea. It's an awkward conversation, by the way. If you've never pitched your girlfriend's dad knives to buy, that's a really weird, uh, awkward situation. Um, but I thought, Paul, all of his clients are men. Maybe he'll buy pocket knives for all of them. And he changed my life forever. He said, John, I want to order 100 of the pairing knives. I'm like, Paul, they're pretty expensive. He's like, I know. And I said, but why, why would you want to give a kitchen tool to a bunch of dudes? Like, that's weird. And he said, John, in 40 years in business, the reason I have more referrals, access, deal flow coming out of my ears, he said, I found out that if you take care of the family in business, everything else takes care of itself. So the reason I'm so passionate about this, I ended up um, applying these principles as a college kid. I was 20 years old. This is 19 years ago. And by the time I was a uh, senior in college, I'd become Cutco's number one sales rep in the history of the company out of 1.5 million people by applying what I actually wrote about in that book, Giftology, there's a whole system to what we teach. And most people think they're doing it right, but there's no MBA class at MIT or Harvard on how to be a good gift giver. Most people have confused what a promotional product is and what a gift is. And if you apply these principles, we have clients that we do their gifting for them where they get a thousand X ROI from what we're teaching them or doing for them. We actually have a gifting service now, but, uh, but most people it's it, gifting is a check the box. Oh crap. It's, it's the holidays. I need to send something. I made money this year. And if you do gifting that way, it's an expense. If you do it the way that we're teaching it, it's actually one of the biggest ROIs that some of our clients have ever seen. Thank you, John. And, and I want to get into that. Um, before we do though, I, I do have to admit that my first job in college was selling Cutco knives. Oh, and, shut up. and I did actually sell, um, I, let's see, I sold a, a full set of pans and knives to my fiance. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Talk about sugar mama. Let me tell yeah. you, I, well, she had a job. She, she actually was working, and I, but I got to tell you, you know, I mean, you know, people who don't know cut, cut knives and pans, I mean, they lasted us for 30 years. Right. So it's, it's not yeah. like you're, you're, you're giving them or, or you're selling them something that's a bad thing. I mean, this is like, it was literally the greatest the thing, the greatest thing yeah. since sliced bread was the, 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 the bread slicer. Right. So, oh my gosh, uh, so and anyway, so <laughs> we have that in common and, and, uh, I, you know, to, to this day, I have a, a very fun, great fondness for cut cone knives and a whole, and, and a huge set of them and we give them away all the time. So I actually think that <laughs> I, I that related to that story immediately. <laughs> John. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, the sales training, the personal growth and sales oh, training great. for college and it is like one of the best. I mean, it's been world rated. I think it's the best in the world. But the product, most people are like, oh, is it like this small little company? I'm like, it's actually like the Rolex of knives. They're handmade up in New York. They're like a $300 million company. Oh, they're fabulous. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, so, oh, that's so, so I don't want to make this a commercial for cut go. Although seriously, guys, I mean, you know, and, and ladies, if you're out there and <laughs> I'm happy to promote cut go because they really are a tremendous product. And, and, yeah. and it, and it was great. And it was great training. You know, I, it was, um, it was one of the hardest things I ever did. Right. But I'd, oh, come, by far. I, I'd come right off. I'd been a Mormon missionary in Paris. So I'd been selling Mormonism to Catholics in French. Um, so getting, <laughs> selling knives was like, this is like, easy. not that That's hard. That's actually easy. Right? No, no, 
that's easy by comparison. Oh my gosh, yeah. Anyway, so so one of my pet peeves is this um, idea of putting your logo. I mean, this this pen story is a true story. And I, I you know, and bless his heart. I, I know he's got a good heart and everything. But I think that there are mistakes that yes, that we cool. make. Um, and, and so let's let's start if we can, John, with just the mistakes. What are like the top three um, or four mistakes that we tend to make when we give gifts? Yeah, well, first off, people put, they're like, oh, it's a, it's the thought that counts. And I'm like, no, it's the thoughtful thought that counts. And in any relationship, you think about the, as a, if you have a, an accounting practice, you're trying to build relationships with other people that could refer you business. And, you know, the value you place on the relationship should be the value you place on the, the gift. And most people, they'll take, you know, they never take their clients out to McDonald's, but they'll do parts of their practice at a Ritz Carlton level. And then they do their gifts at a motel six level and they wonder why it doesn't work. Well, it's not congruent. Like if you're best in class, world-class, every touch point that goes to your client, it's better to do nothing at all than to do something mediocre. And because so many people suck at gifting, like it's an area, like you're not going to out, you know, do a nicer brochure than your competitor. Cause everybody does nice brochures. Everybody has a nice office. Everybody dresses nice and drives a nice car and, and they think that they're doing the client experience really well, but the little details, it's like Seth Godin talks about with the purple cow, like you got to find the areas where you can be the purple cow and people will brag on the stupidest, littlest things. And gifting is one of those areas, but you're right. The logo, like you would, yeah, people are like, Oh, like they, I, I'm not going to get any branding out of it. And I'm like, well, let me, let me ask you a question. Um, are you in the relationship business or the transaction business? So like, Oh, we're a relationship. I'm like, well, think about going to a wedding. Would you ever, you know, the Tiffany's vase you're going to give to your client or to your, you know, the couple friends that are your best friends. Would you ever put your logo on the Tiffany's <laughs> vase you're going to give to the, to the, to the wedding couple? And even the tackiest person on the planet wouldn't give a, a branded Tiffany's vase or a Cutco knife. But we do that in business and we think it's a gift. It's not a gift. That's a promotional item. Right. And when you're dealing with people that are making five, six, seven, eight figures, do you really think they want to walk around with a polo shirt or a jacket with your logo on it? Maybe they'll wear it to the golf course to make you feel good one day out of the year. The other 364 days, it's washing the car or being given to goodwill. Like you want, you care about yourself, your own name, your own logo. And yet people think that they're branding themselves and all they're really doing is deep, you know, like for you, you have gifting guilt. Like the person, the law firm that sent you that pen or the blanket with their logo on it, you feel bad. Like you'll never write a, lo- a letter, dear so and so. I actually thought less of you as a partner, as a client, and as a friend. <laughs> but but in, in your head, mentally, that's what's going through your head. But you no feel question. Bad. And, and, in Western culture, we're taught to be polite, which is fine. But you're actually most people in business when they're doing their gifting and their relationship building and their marketing, they're actually devaluing the relationship and they don't even realize it. They like people ask all the time, why am I not getting more referrals? And I'm like, well, you should take our course for free uh, referrals with no asking. And I talk about in that course, which your, your tribe and go download it for free. But I talk about in there, like you want to know why you're not getting referrals because you're not playing. Like the client doesn't feel comfortable that when they refer you to the other person, that they're going to look good. Like right. everybody wants to look like the baller, the King. And you know, the reason we're having this conversation is somebody like Robert Kiyosaki got the book and gave it to you. And so like, you're like, wow, like I need to talk to John. And so, like there's a psychological process that goes through people's minds. And if you gift like the king and do the details like the king, you're way more likely to be referable 
because the other person's like, man, I'm going to look cool and I'm going to look great and, and I'm going to look amazing by referring this person to this other person. And most people aren't top of mind, frankly. And so, um, you know, they think they're going to be top of mind because they give the tchotchke with the logo, but they don't realize that tchotchke has gone in three days. And so personalizing every single gift, when we do, whether it's knives for our clients or leather goods, it's a best in class item and it always has the other, the other person's name on it. So that there's that subconscious trigger every time they're using it. Oh, no question. To, 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 to top of mind to refer to the business. So, so yeah. let me let me give you a great example. So this is the opposite side, right? So um, yep. we um, we hired a consultant to uh, help us with our marketing, and yep. uh, just a good guy. And he comes and he, you know, he's, he's, he, we're going through. We have a whole um, day that's just marketing strategy. And, um, that, that he helps, helps us lead. And then he leaves us and we have, um, these, these really nice, uh, travel mugs that have our logo on it and each person's individual name on it engraved. And so I will tell you that every time I look at that, first of all, I have a positive impression every time I look at it. And second of all, it, uh, it, no question. I know, I, I, I remember where I got it. Okay, because I thought, what a thoughtful gift to put my name on. I'll I'll give you another one, really simple one. So we have the marketing guy. Who's the marketing guy? I'm curious. uh, His his name name is uh, Josh Cantrell, and uh, he he's a story brand guy. I know Josh. Do you? uh, yeah, it's, uh, I'm pretty sure he's a giftology fan. That's hilarious. Oh, I'm sure That's he is. Awesome. I'm sure he is because the, the, uh, otherwise, you know, <laughs> who does that, right? I'm yeah. sorry, but really, you've you've kind of started this whole new uh, business. I mean, profession, you know, of uh, of and and kind of idea of giving gifts. But I, I got another one. This was from a, a company that is going to do some consulting for us um, on our business. And they gave us luggage tags and they gave us luggage tags with our logos on it and our names on it. And uh, I thought, you know what, that's a really inexpensive thing to do luggage tags, but it's something that guess what? A you need them. Right. And and B it's nice because you've got your logo and it's, it's all your stuff on it. And you, you, every time you think about it, every time you think about it. So, okay. so, So outside of the, all right, so 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 one is don't put your logo on everything. That, that's no. that's actually an easy one for me. Okay, tell me what other mistakes I'm making. Well, giving like I tell people, it's better to give an eighty dollar luggage tag than an eight hundred dollar watch. Because so people they they hear me talk and like, oh, John, I could never hire your firm to do your gifting. You're too expensive. And I'm like, no, actually, we're we. we if you looked at your overall biz dev sales reps marketing budget, we actually redirect money and it costs you less. And the way it costs you less is like a luggage tag is a great example. I talk about luggage tags all the time. And the the reason the $80 luggage tag works is most people would never buy that for themselves, but everybody needs one. And so going best in class in whatever the category you're going to give, if all your clients are wearing Rolexes or Breitlings or whatever, and you give them an $800 Seiko watch, you're (laughs) proud of it. But they're looking at it and being like, am I really going to take my Patek Philippe or my Rolex right. off of my wrist and put this $800 Seiko on it? And like, no. So you, so, so you think you're giving the most amazing gift ever. And they're thinking, gosh, I got to say thank you. So there's, there's an awkward, I got to say thanks. Now you give it, you re-gift it or give it to Goodwill or put it in the back of your desk drawer. And you're like, what the heck do I do with this? I can't throw it away. So it just sticks back there and causes this feeling of guilt. And so 
our thing is, is whatever you give, if you give a knife, don't give a knife from Target or Walmart. Give a Cutco knife and make right. sure it's personalized with their name. Go best in class with whatever you're giving. The other thing that most people don't measure, um, they don't measure return on relationship. Everybody talks about ROI, but most people's businesses rise and fall in relationship and they're not measuring the lifetime value of a relationship. Like if you look at like most people, whether you're a, a lawyer or a, a doctor or a, an accountant, your business rises and falls based on referrals. And if you think about 40 years of worth of referrals, you actually can't outspend what that person could be worth to you. Right. And so people are like, Oh, I want to, I what do you have John for $37 and 15 cents? I'm like, nothing. Like you're talking about like a six or seven figure lifetime value. And you want to spend $37 and 15 cents. Like if you would go all in on your relationships and play the long game and really like, that's how you get the thousand X ROI, the 500 X ROI, even the five X ROI. Um, and the, the other thing that I would say is, people do a really bad job of measuring cost per impression. You People think they're being creative. They send a box of chocolate or peanut brittle to their clients. Even if that person it doesn't have a food allergy, which most people do anymore, or they're paleo or you send them peanut brittle and they're not eating sugar that month, um, or they're Jewish and you send them a you know, freaking ham, food <laughs> is one of the worst gifts based upon offending somebody or it not getting used. But even if they love it, you send them these brownies. And you're like, oh, I'm so excited about the brownies. I'm like, you get one impression from that. They eat it and it's gone. You give them a luggage tag that, you know, whatever. And they use it. You know, that's why I love, I still, to this day, people are like, you still do the knives. I'm like, we still do millions of dollars in the knives because they use it once a day right. for the next, for the next year, for the next 10 years, that's 3,600 impressions versus a box of brownies for 20 bucks that you think you're saving money on, but you got one impression for 20 bucks. I'll take spending $200 on one knife that they use every day, for, you know, for the next 10 years, that impression cost me two cents versus $20. Who's going to win? Yeah. I'm going to win or my clients are going to win because I'm measuring cost per impression. And most people will do that in other parts of their marketing, but not with you. John, so my, my, my wife has a rule. Um, her, her rule is she only, when we go shopping, she only buys something if she can't live without it. And it doesn't matter. Yes. What, and it doesn't matter what the price is. So she doesn't buy something because it's cheap and she doesn't not buy something because it's expensive. But her, <laughs> what she's always talking about, she goes, okay, I bought this, you know, I bought these $800 pair of shoes. I need to get my cost per use down. Yep. So I Amen. need to, I need to wear them over and over and over again. She goes like, she just bought this um, beautiful cashmere sweater. And she goes, I know it's really expensive. She goes, but I, I can wear it with anything. And she's all, I mean, like she bought it in early December and she's already worn it six times. So, you know, yeah. you think most of us, we, we wear clothes once, literally once or twice is a, a lot of the clothes that we wear. We end up wearing them once or twice and she wears this all the time. So for her, the cost is the cost per use. I, I think that's a, a pretty interesting analogy that you use is that, um, you know, the impressions you know, how many times do they look at it? How many times do they use it? Um, so, yep. okay. So I'm going to ask your, I'm, I'm just going to ask, be transparent here and ask your advice on something that, that we do. And I, I, can I ask you for your feedback on it? Yeah. Can okay. I, am I able, am I able to be a hundred percent candid? Please. Pro or absolutely. Absolutely. Just that hammer me on it. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll be, I'll be lovingly gentle, but I'll be candid. So, so, uh, I, I live in Arizona. And yep. I absolutely love Native American art. I love it. 
And yep. you know, I, uh, my clients are all over the all over the country, literally all over the world. Um, but they know I live in Arizona. And so yep. what I've done the last few years is I've actually I actually there's this little Native American art shop in the middle of nowhere. I have to I I, I drive about 150 miles to it. And uh, it's actually on the way to some place that I'm going, but I drive there and then I buy all my client gifts there and I end up with some like, a, you know, really nice Kachina dolls or nice uh, pottery or something like that. So um, I get lots of great feedback on it from the clients as far as my, that they like it. But okay, here's my question. I don't personalize it. Okay. Yep. Um, it's you know, they do know, I mean, you know, they know it's from me, they, they know it's me. And so when they, and it, and it is, and it's not cheap. Right. Um, yep. so, all right. Feedback time. So I would say it's, it's very similar to, um, if I tried to buy your, uh, a pair of shoes or a piece of clothing for your wife, how well would I do blindly? Oh, horrible. Cause she has a certain style, Right. Right. So what I would say is that there's probably a, a handful of the clients that it's a grand slam home run. They can't wait for the next package to arrive from Tom's. Um, when people hire us to do all their gifting, one of the things I say is that unless you know the client really, really well and what their color palette is and taste of their home and, and how they decorate, um, dry, buying somebody's clothes or buying something that's going to go on their body or in their home out on their wall is super risky and dangerous unless you know exactly the way they decorate and oftentimes those items end up getting re-gifted or put into a corner even in somebody's office or you know most people's offices are cluttered with so much stuff on the walls already man of the year award and this from rotary and this from whatever um from the charity that they they volunteer i try to avoid anything that's going to be on somebody's body or on somebody's um, walls, unless I know them so, 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 so well that I know like they collect a certain type of whatever. And even if they do, oftentimes they already have 13 pieces of sports memorabilia from that team. That's why like when we worked with the Orlando magic, they're like, we started doing gifting. We did the knives with them. And Alex Martin's the CEO is like, John, we love, working with you because everybody gives out bath signed basketballs and jerseys and our clients and the people around the NBA already have 10, 20, 50 of those things in the knives actually are refreshing because there's something that they'd never get in the, in the NBA world. And, but they use it and their spouse uses it. So what I would say is that anything like there's probably a certain number of clients that it's awesome for, but I, it's a really risky endeavor. And so you're probably, my guess is 80 to 90% of the people they're appreciative of the thought of doing something that's unique and not another fruit basket from Harry and David or a, you know, a jacket from, you know, cutter and buck or whatever that most people send. But, um, I would be curious if you, if you got brutally honest and it's hard to get clients to be brutally honest with a gift because it feels insulting or like right. they're, they're going to hurt your feelings. Like I said, nobody's writing a letter saying, Tom, I, uh, these gifts are great. They're they you know, I've regifted them to these 10 people. Um, but oftentimes anything that's stylistic, that's why I like even buying a watch for somebody, like some people love gold, some people like rose gold, right, some people like right. silver. So I try to find things that are practical luxuries, like the, uh, the luggage tag, like the knives, even leather goods, you know, where it, you know, we try to find something that will blend in and be really awesome that they'll use, but that doesn't like 
conflict with their style. Got it. Um, so pra- that's, that's pra- a practical thing. luxury. So, okay. So I'm going to give myself a C plus on that one. Um, <laughs> Cause it didn't have my logo on it. So it can't be worse than a C and, no. uh, and, 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 and it no. was thoughtful it, and it's not consumable and, and it was cheap. And, and it's something that, you know, if they, you know, that they could look at on a regular basis. So there, there could be, you know, um, multiple impressions. So I give myself yes. a C plus on that. But so what I'm hearing from you is practical luxuries. That's the term that you just used. And I, you know, to me, that's the one that hit home is practical luxuries. Now I, I, I want to ask one more question yeah. um, be, before we sign off here, cause we're, we're, we're close to time. It's just been a, a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Trade shows. Yep. So let's say that you go to a trade show. What do you do for, for the, you know, the, the stuff you hand out, uh, do you, uh, again, do you go to something that's just very practical that they're going to use all the time? I mean, in, in that case, I presume you are going to put your logo on it. What do you suggest for things like trade shows where it is a less expensive item because there's a lot of people? Yeah, we could talk for an hour just about trade shows specifically. Here's what I'll say in general is I don't, I don't do, I don't have a booth at most trade shows. Um, and my opinion is, uh, you're one of a hundred people all standing there waiting for things to happen. Um, if people do gifting or they're, you know, they'll hire us to do all their gifting at a trade show. I say, pick your top 25 clients that you want to come to the booth that you already work with. Take your other 25 that you want to, that are prospects that you would love to work with and do uh, what I call a pre-experience or post-experience. In my opinion, the timing of the gift is just as important as what you're sending. So I know I call it no ABC gifting, no anniversaries, no birthdays, no Christmas, because those are all expected obligatory times. Whereas if a gift shows up that's personalized with a handwritten note that invites them to come to the booth or what I love to do is don't even do the trade show. Go go to the Ritz across the street, run out a suite with amazing food and a, you know maybe a comedian or you know amazing drinks or wine or whatever else. And make it a VIP experience across the street. Don't even pay the money to sponsor or the booth or whatever else. And send out world-class gifts to them three weeks, four weeks, six weeks ahead of the event. And invite the 25 people you already work with that you love. Pour some gasoline on that fire. Um, and do all the details well. No, no, no form letters. No typed out. It needs to be handwritten. It needs to be all dialed in. Like all the details matter. Otherwise, it feels automated on Amazon. And uh, and invite them in, and go all in on 50 people versus going mediocre on 500. And that's that would be my recommendation. And hmm. the other thing would be the post experience. So many events like we get to keynote. You know, some of the biggest conferences in the world. Right. So, uh, and uh, people will hire us to speak. And you know pay 30, 40 grand to, to speak. And like, John, we want to do gifts. Can you help us with our swag bags? I'm like, do you really think your 500 attendees want another thing that to leave in the hotel room? And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like a swag bag, even if it's cool stuff, they don't have room in their bag to take it with them. Like, right. they're, it, it, like, why don't you send the gift ahead of time? And then once you've, you know, you get everybody all juiced up, you have these amazing conversations over wine or out in Vegas over dinner. I'm like, why don't you have a gift show up as a exclamation point two weeks after the event with a handwritten note to the top 50 people um, that you either engage with or the top 25 or top 100. And now instead of like everybody going back to being busy and swamped and them not taking your phone call and, and getting consumed, you create this exclamation point two weeks later. It's like, oh, I love being with you, da, 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 handwritten note, gifts. Now they want to reciprocate and engage you and keep the momentum going on all the great plans. Like how many times have we had amazing conversations at an event, trade show, conference, and then they go ghost you or they go dark? Why? Right. 
well, they, well they, they're getting bombarded by a hundred other people with emails and whatever else, whereas a package shows up that's thoughtfully developed with a handwritten note. Now, all of a sudden, those 50 relationships actually turn into clients and referral sources versus like everybody glad handing and saying, we did this amazing event, but what's the ROI? Well, we got a lot of great conversations, a lot of leads going. I'm like, who cares? Like, what are your real results? Like that's what everybody cares about. And most people are, they're vanilla. They're not standing out from the masses because they're not doing things pre and post at the level that they should be doing it. I love that. So, so I've got a, a trade show that I go to every year that is, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's great. I, you know, I'm a, I'm a keynote speaker. Um, so they know me, so they're going to come to the booth. So we know we're going to have those people there. Um, but yeah. I love, I love this idea of I'm going to do it. So <laughs> I love this idea that, okay, we, we keep track of, okay, who are the best prospects that, you know, yep. we, we take their names, who are the best prospects and then send them something personalized. You're saying a practical luxury, personalized practical luxury. Is that fair? Yeah. 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 And if you can do a little reconnaissance, mostly yes, people are like, why, why do you do things that are like, what, half your gifts are all kitchen related. That's weird. And I'm like, well, last time I checked, most of the people our clients are targeting are married and their spouse isn't included in anything. And so like, we'll do, you know, a couple knives and personally engraved with them and their, their wife's name or their husband's name. Hey, thanks for carving out time to meet with us. Can't wait to, to engage in this project. And, uh, that shows up to your top 25, 50 or hundred relationships. How many phone calls do you think you're going to get back or emails you're going to get back or things are going to move forward with referrals? Yeah, that's going to happen for when, sure. When that shows up and their, no wife or their husband, there's like, holy crap. Like, who is this Tom guy? Like, I've had people there that are calling me like, John, like my wife, I feel like I'm sleeping with your sales rep. All she wants to talk about <laughs> is, this, is, this stupid, is this stupid knife. Like, I've had more referrals and deal flow come from. And our clients are like glass. They're like, I can't believe people are calling and reaching out. Like, it's it, like the only one. And I've never even met their wife, and uh, or their husband. And so, yeah, I mean, the the timing, the personalization, including that inner circle, all of those things that we talk about in, in giftology in the book. It's a system. It's 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 like this isn't like just like this random like art thing. There's a a science to it. But you have to be consistent. It's like anything else. Like you know, if you only decide to check your cash flow numbers and your your, your metrics once a year, you're going to be a sucky business owner and a sucky accountant. And if you only choose to do gifting and think of be, trying to be thoughtful once a year, you're going to be sucky at referrals and deal flow and relationships. It's the same thing. You got to be consistent. You got to be different and you got to be willing to invest your resources and make it a math equation. You make it a math equation. There's an ROI. Do you make it a haphazard? I do it when I feel like it. You're going to get those exact kind of, kind of results. I like it. So there's a strategy to it. So John, tell us where we can find you. I mean, obviously there's a lot to learn. There's a lot more to do here. Uh, you know, this is not something that I think accountants we think about. We tend to think about it, except at the holiday time. And I know we do a terrible job. And here I'm thinking of doing this great thing by be, buying this beautiful art. And I, I obviously suck at it. So um, <laughs> I obviously need more training as well. And I don't even give out logo gifts. So Tell us where we can find you and, and, you know, learn more about what you're doing. Yeah. So I would say take, uh, I wouldn't be a giftologist if I didn't offer some free resources. I would, um, if you want to learn the 10 worst gifts to avoid giving, if you would just avoid the 10 worst gifts, you'd probably be in the top 10% of gift givers. Uh, food is on there. Gift cards are on there. Alcohol is on there. Um, but that we have a free download that your tribe can go download at the givers with an S, the givers 
and it's the 10 worst gifts to avoid giving. We also send out some of the articles we wrote for Forbes and Inc. of like some of our best tactics and tips on, uh, on how to drive referrals. That would be take the free resource and dive into that. And then at that point, if you want more, I mean, the book uh, is a great resource for $25. You get our essentially our playbook, um, you know, from the last 19 years of working with, you know, half million dollar entrepreneurs um, all the way up to the Chicago Cubs. And people are like, but does, does this work in uh, law firms and, and whatever else? And then, you know, we spoke at Google. They're like, does this work in technology? And I'm like, well, there, are there human beings at your company? And they're like, well, <laughs> well, yeah. And I'm like, well, then it freaking works. Like, it's all based on, you know, being a human being. It's not industry specific. It works for, you know, small one-man shows. It works for, you know, huge international conglomerates because it's, it's tied to our humanity. Uh, the system isn't is agnostic on industry or size or even you know location worldwide. Like it's uh, we have clients all over the world that do it. So uh, those awesome. would be the places to start. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, John. Thank you so much. Thank, thanks. Everybody. Remember when, when you have a good strategy, like a gift giving strategy, I mean, you're, you're definitely going to upgrade your clients. So you're going to have better clients. Um, you're certainly going to have a better practice and, and no question, you're going to have a better life. What if you could discover a simple way to double your profitability in the next 90 days without adding any new clients? That's right. Whether you're a CPA, tax advisor, other tax professional, accountant, bookkeeper. In my newest resource, I will walk you through a simple five-step process that's proven to help you do just that. We have members of our network that have doubled their profitability in 90 days or less, and you can do this too. Now, to get your free copy, just go to wealthability.com slash CPA profit that's wealthability.com slash C-P-A-P-R-O-F-I-T. Get this new resource so that you can double your profitability in the next 90 days. You've been listening to the WealthAbility for CPA show. Better clients, better practice, better life. To learn more, go to wealthability.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.